Hello, Pat. This is Mustafa. Mustafa, hello. Thanks for doing this this morning. Well, thank you for having me. How is our country doing, first of all, with water, would you say? Well, you know, we've made a lot of progress, especially since uh, 1972 when we put the Clean Water Act in place. But we still have some work to work to go. Folks turn on their taps. They want to make sure that there's clean water coming out. When folks are going fishing or swimming, they want to make sure that that water is safe for whether it's themselves or the kids. Um, so we've actually improved our water quality quite a bit from 1972. But, of course, there are still communities across our country, examples like Flint, and Jackson, Mississippi, Baltimore, and Los Angeles, who still struggle sometimes to make sure that they have clean water. And the Clean Water Act helps us to improve uh, the water quality and, and hopefully be able to make sure that those folks, our most vulnerable communities, actually have clean water as well. Mustafa, uh, the Supreme Court's about to hear a case that may very well limit the Clean Water Act. What are some people afraid that that will do? Well, they're afraid that it will actually take away EPA's ability to make sure that we have clean water. We know that our wetlands play an incredible role in doing a number of different things. And one of them is, you know, for every acre of wetlands, there's about a million gallons of water that's there. When we see some of the flooding that's going on, we got to make sure that our wetlands are protected because they play a critical role there. They also play a role in helping to filter out much of the pollution that sometimes gets into our water bodies, along, of course, with our technological sort of things that we have in place. So... With this case, folks are very concerned that EPA will lose that ability to protect those tributaries that play a significant role in what comes from upstream, downstream, and then that would make it more difficult for folks. I live in Pennsylvania, so water is very important, and I've noticed that, of course, it's been so dry this summer, and rivers and streams are, are very low, plus I depend on my well for water. How do people who live in the hinterlands, like I do, how does our use of water and what we can do to save water differ from in the cities? Well, you know, I actually come from Appalachia, so I know a little oh. bit about what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. When we look at the climate crisis, we understand there are a couple of different dynamics that are going on. We've got the droughts, and when we have the droughts, the concentrations that are inside of our water, whether in our wells or in our water bodies, that, that pollution could intensify, and that's why we got to make sure we have strong regulations and plans in place to be able to address that. And then we also understand that in some areas they're going to get even more water, and that will also place additional burdens on our wastewater infrastructure and, and our drinking water infrastructure. So in this moment, for those of us who come from a more rural background, we actually have to pay particular attention. That water is so critical. It's critical for farming. It's critical for business and industry. And, of course, it's critical also for our humans to to be able to know that it's safe, accessible, and affordable. And is there a way or are there mechanisms in place to replace this aging infrastructure? Is that part of any bill that's come across the aging infrastructure in cities when it comes to water? Well, you know, our bipartisan infrastructure bill has a significant amount of dollars that are in there to help states and counties and local governments to rebuild the infrastructure in many instances and build infrastructure for some communities, especially our most vulnerable communities. Some have even had infrastructure. So there are dollars that are out there. Of course, you have the state revolving fund as well, which also is one of the vehicles that has been used to help folks to to build that critical water infrastructure and and our sewage infrastructure. How does climate change affect all of this? I guess that's a silly question, but I'll ask it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's really not a silly question. It's so important. You know, uh, climate change is going to exacerbate 
whether it is the, the infrastructure that we have, the gaps that exist there, and helps us also to understand that there's a pathway forward, that we can rebuild for a 21st century America, make sure that everyone's water is protected. We also understand that it's going to be more difficult to have clean, fresh water moving forward. And that's why folks coming together and coming up with the plans that will be necessary is so critically important. This is a moment for America to show its leadership and also to, to make sure that we are working in bipartisan ways to make sure that our citizens have that precious natural resource protected. That is so critical. But what can we do as individuals? I mean, here in Pennsylvania, wherever you are, how can we pay attention to water and, and to conserve it as individuals? Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things we can do is get educated. We could go to the Walton Family Fund backslash clean water and take a look at some of the information that they have there. We can also make sure that we're raising our voice, that we get engaged on the local, the county, the state, and the federal level, and let folks know that we want to make sure that the Clean Water Act is not only in place, but it's strengthened because we have these additional challenges moving forward. So we have so much power. My grandmother says you have power unless you give it away. We can play our power out by making sure that, one, we're getting educated, and two, that we're letting folks know what our sets of expectations are so that not only in this moment, but our children's children will have safe, affordable, and accessible drinking water. Wow, that's very well said. What about plastic water bottles? I I know this is uh, veering a little bit away from what we're talking about, but there's a movement now. If if you bring up a plastic water bottle to uh, your workout session or whatever it is, people look at you because you're not supposed to be uh, carrying a, a plastic water bottle. What do you say about that? Well, you know, it's really interesting. You know, when we see many of these water crises that are happening across our country, of course, we automatically bring the much-needed water into spaces, and then, of course, others are utilizing plastic water bottles. What we find is that we've got to make sure there are more recycling programs across our country, and in some communities, those don't exist. And we also understand that those water bottles often end up in our most vulnerable communities in the landfills. So we just need to be very mindful of the full cycle that plays out when we are utilizing plastic water bottles. And there are alternatives that are there now. And, you know, once again, I hope folks will go over to the waltonfamilyfoundation.org backslash clean water to get some really important information on how we can move forward in a positive direction. And so many people are using, uh, what are, are they called, Contigos or those um, water containers instead of plastic bottles. So I guess that's a good first step. It most definitely is. As we come together, the little things add up to big changes. So that's one example of how, on a daily basis, we can help to make change happen. And very quickly, I only have a couple, we only have a couple of minutes, but the Walton family, when did they get involved in conservation? Well, they've been engaged for a number of years now and have been one of the leading voices uh, in helping us to better understand how conservation plays a critical role in helping us to address many of the injustices that are happening across our country, but also by being very focused on conservation, how we can strengthen the natural spaces and these natural resources that we have that are so critical, not only to our survival, but also to help us to move forward uh, underneath of a thriving sort of paradigm. Well, you've been great. Anything else you want to add? Well, the most important thing is for us to just get engaged in the process, ask those really hard questions of of our leaders, but also make sure that we're being supportive uh, of things like the Clean Water Act and those individuals who are helping to make sure that we have clean water, not only today, but in the future. 
You've been great, Mustafa. Thank you so much for taking the time and talking to me this morning. I appreciate it. You have a blessed day. You too. Thanks. Bye.